We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to continue with the free agency market and talk about some running backs. All on episode 79 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 79 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, and we got the full squad today, Malcolm and Pierre. How are y'all doing today? I'm good, man. Busy week for me. I'm good. I'm chilling now. How are you doing, Tyler? Doing well, man. Doing well. We missed you Monday while we were talking about DBs and got some Darius Slay talking there. It was it was fun, man. It was fun. Malcolm, how are you doing? What's up, guys? Doing good? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. You know, chilling over here down here in South Florida. Oh, yeah. Lucky. I know. He, he he showed his face cam for literally two seconds on this on this call, and I saw sun in the background at 9 p.m. 9 p.m. <laughs> I saw sun. sun. You saw sun in palm trees. Oh, my God. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about that. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> today's episode is sponsored by BetOnline AG, and for today's episode, we are going to talk about the running back market so the last two episodes we've went into the free agency market we've talked about the quarterbacks we talked about the defensive backs like i mentioned we're gonna do two episodes per week we want to do one offense one defense per week so now we're on the offense side of the ball we're gonna do the running back but before we do that i want to do our question of the week it is our bet online ag question of the week your online sports expert use promo code blue wire all in one word for your 50 percent off welcome bonus and today's question is going to be, should the Lions trade Matthew Stafford? I can't believe this is actually a question, but this is our question. And, um, Pierre, so you missed last episode. I'm going to kick it to you. I got you. Okay, so I'm going to give two reasons why. I'm going to talk about first what he's done on the field, and I'm going to give the financial side. All right. So the Lions are not going to trade him. I hate to break it to you guys, but they're not going to trade him. Really? Um, yeah, so Stafford is a QB who's literally carried this team on his back, right? It's not his fault. Like, the talent around him is, like, bad. Blame the GMs. Blame the coaches. I, I don't know. Um, and I hate how people say, like, oh, this is his record. Like, 
you win as a team and you lose a team. You lose as a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. So without him, the Lions lost every game. So you can't blame all the losses on him. Like he could only do so much. I think you could win a Super Bowl with him. He he wasn't a, like he was an MVP talk before he got hurt. Um, he's broken records. He's played with numerous injuries, tough as nails. He's a definition of Detroit. He's a true blue collar, hardworking player. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is a guy who's played with a broken back. He's played with broken fingers. Shay, he's played with probably a ton of shit that we don't even know about. Like, for real. And then, now let's get into the financial side. So, if the Lions trade Stafford or release Stafford, he will have a $32 million in debt cap. Meaning, um, like, he won't be on the roster, but he'll still count, like, $32 million against the cap. Right now, he has, like, around a $23 million cap hit. So it doesn't make sense for Detroit to absorb around $10 million without him on the roster versus him on the roster. And then you want to talk about Tua, right? A lot of fans want Tua. Not a lot. Some fans want Tua. Okay. So last year's number three overall, number three overall pick was Quinnen Williams. He had, a, I believe, a like $6 million cap hit around there. This year will probably be a little higher than that because the cap goes up every year. So you're looking at potentially $32 million in dead cap plus a $6 million cap it for your rookie quarterback at three, like potentially. That's $38 million invested to the quarterback position with only having one, two QBs under contract. That is uh, Blau and uh, the, the rookie, whoever the rookie is. So you also would need a vet, right? So let's say a vet would cost you a million or two. You're looking at $40 million invested in the quarterback position. That's stupid, bro. Like, that doesn't even make sense. And then... Uh, terrible. Yeah, Bob Quinn then came out today. We're not trading him. So, I mean, why would they? Not, yeah, it's not going to happen. Also, um, multiple teams uh, called Detroit today, actually, and Bob Quinn hung up. I mean, yeah, he sh- as he should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he pretty much hit everything as far as Stafford. You know, financially wise, doesn't make sense. It's, it's not smart. And then you know, Stafford carrying this team, pretty much, you could say ten years. 11 years, you know, Stafford, when I look at quarterbacks, I don't look at records, you know, a lot of people say, oh, he had this record, he has that record. When I look at Stafford, I could say, you know, honestly, Stafford could make throws that 95% of the quarterbacks in the NFL can't make. Right. There's just some throws that Stafford can, that, that can make that 95% of quarterbacks in the NFL just, just can't make um, based on his arm talent. Um, he, he could throw a ball between four defenders. I mean, a lot of, a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL can't, can't do that. Um, yeah, Stafford is definitely a winnable quarterback. You got to put the right, got to have a right team around him. I mean, believe it or not, I mean, you look at Detroit. I mean, Detroit hasn't been a winning franchise. I mean, you you can't really expect Stafford to come in and automatically by himself just just change the franchise. Um, I mean, you look at a franchise that won. I mean, literally, I think we won like one playoff game since 1950. Wait a minute. Wait. Yeah, since wait 1957, I think we have one one playoff win. Um, so, I mean, Stafford, for this franchise, is the best we ever had. I mean, we, we should we should be, a lot of people should be thankful for, for having Stafford. I mean, he doesn't have a lot, doesn't have, never had a, never had a running game. Comes in every week, tough as nails, and compete, and gives it all, and he wants to be here. I yeah, mean, he, <laughs> he wants to be here. And, I mean, it's just, it's just it's dumb. I think it will be stupid if we got rid of him. I think if we got rid of him, we're looking at a Drew Brees situation. Exactly the same same thing as Drew Brees. When Drew Brees was in San Diego Chargers, the fans won him out. So what they do? They draft Phillip Rivers. 
So Drew Brees stayed one more year and balled out. And guess what they did? They got rid of him. And what did Drew Brees yeah. become? One of the most iconic quarterbacks in the NFL today. Um, yeah. And I think I think Stafford will have a similar story if, we, if this happened. This happened, I think Stafford will have a similar story. He'll go somewhere else. A team that has a running game. A team that has a, you know, a, a coaching staff that are actually smart. You know, a good coaching staff. And actually, he, he'll be successful. And that's the and you know we'll just sit here and like damn that was the guy who was our quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So 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 yeah. I mean, absolutely not. I, I think you know you ride out Stafford. I mean, when it comes to the time for have his contract talk, then we can have the discussion to see okay, should we make Stafford one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, or should we let him go? But that's what two years from now. That's yeah, a conversation a we should have two years from now. I don't think we should have that conversation now. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I see the argument of. Like fans, I guess wanting to draft a quarterback, but to trade Stafford literally makes no sense at all. We brought up the financial reasons, and it just why would you do that? It makes literally no sense. Even if you did draft a quarterback, I don't agree with it. But I see the argument at least. But if they were to draft a quarterback, I mean, do you want to just throw him in there day one and like you know throw him under the fire with no experience in the league? I mean, anything you would want. At least the Patrick Mahomes effect, where you started Alex Smith all 16 or 16 or 15 games in the season, and then you had Mahomes finish off the season, and then he took over. If you're gonna do that, you're gonna still at least want Stafford for to, for the 2020 season. So trading Matthew Stafford in 2020 literally makes zero sense at all. If you want a quarterback, sure, I understand. I'm not personally one of those people that want a quarterback, but I, I, like I said, I could see the argument. But you're going to still have Stafford for 2020. Like, regardless, and if you do trade Matthew Stafford for 2020, you're just setting yourself up for a way worse situation than it could actually be. And it's, it doesn't make sense at all. If you want to draft a quarterback, I see the argument like I mentioned. But then you could then you could have this discussion maybe in 2021. It's, it's more understandable in 2021. Like I said, I don't agree with it personally, but there's an argument there at least. It's actually a competent argument. People that are saying trade Matthew Stafford until twenty don't know what they're talking about. It literally makes no sense at all. I mean, I mean I'm even talk- like, oh, go ahead. Even if you draft a quarterback this year, could they afford having their top pick sit out when they went? They only won three games last year, like it, sit a year out or it whatever. Would, if they were to draft a quarterback, which I don't see a, a scenario where they would, it would be they have more job security than we think they do. If they do that, yeah, I don't. I, mean, they, I don't. They I don't think they have as that. an excuse. I mean, they could use that as an excuse if they did do that, but. Um, I, I don't think their job security is very safe, but yeah, like I said, it, it could be an excuse that we don't have our quarterback. You know, we didn't draft our quarterback yet. I could see the excuse, but um, that's bullshit, man. Like, I mean, if, if like if Bob Quinn and Matt just to say that they they pretty much took this job, like you take a job because of Stafford. That's why Detroit is appealing. You don't take it because. I mean, you, nothing about, like, the city of Detroit, like, guys would rather go, like, somewhere warm, like GMs. You know what I mean? Remember, Goldwood yeah. Quinn even said it. He was honest. He's like, to be honest, man, I was visiting Detroit. I was, like, scared. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Detroit is not, like, a place where, like, people want to come to. It's just not unless you're from here. Like, Malcolm, do you want to live in Detroit? I Yo, I honestly wouldn't mind. It's, it's the family that I got to convince and the cold weather and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like it's cold weather, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, and I mean, I love my city, but others yeah. don't like Detroit. It's cold. Some people think there's like crime here. It's dangerous. Like the there's outside perception the of Detroit. I know the world, man. 
Detroit doesn't have a good look on this, like in, in America or whatever. Exactly. That's they, not they don't. Say thank you. All right, yeah. But Matt Patricia was brought in here as well to win now. He wasn't here to do a full-on rebuild. I know that's what it's came down to, but realistically, we fired Jim Caldwell to hire our new coach to take us to the next step over the hump. That's what Matt Patricia's job was. It was not to come here and rebuild the whole franchise. It is what he did, and I guess we're already too far with it, but that was not his job, at least from the fan standpoint. I mean, I don't know what the ownership standpoint was, I guess, because I don't talk to Martha Ford. I've never talked to Martha Ford in my life, but from the fan standpoint... That should be a conversation we should have with Martha. Martha Ford, come join the Pride Podcast. (laughs) Trade. All right, so... There you go. If There you have it. Uh, BetOnline AG, question of the week. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE, all in one word, for your 50% off. Welcome bonus yep. at BetOnline AG. All right, listeners. We're going to take a quick break to tell you about our new sponsors, BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all things sports. March Madness, the Masters, and the Major League opening day right around the corner. BetOnline has you covered for all your latest news, sports, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. The best part, when you sign up, you receive 50% welcome bonus. The Wilder Fury rematch goes down this Saturday night, and we can't think of a better way to wager on a fight than doing it with the actual free money. Head over to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We signed up and it's super easy. And if you're already into betting, it's a fantastic way to support this podcast. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's get into the running backs now, all right? Um, We're going to kind of do it like we did it last last week or last episode i should say i'm gonna name off some of the top guys and i'm gonna ask you guys who stands out to this list to you who do you guys not want from this list i'm just gonna go ahead and read off some of the top guys that are available and i'm gonna give you a little bonus some guys i think that could be on the market that will be released by their teams so i think wow this is very possible so i'm gonna add this on as well so be prepared for that all right so i'm gonna start off we have Melvin Gordon from the Los Angeles Chargers. We have Lamar Miller coming off the torn ACL from the Houston Texans. We have Chris Thompson from the Washington Redskins. We have Shady McCoy coming from the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. He was a healthy scratch in the Super Bowl, but he is a Super Bowl champion. Carlos Hyde, who took over for Lamar Miller that season, was a former KC Chief in the preseason, but he ended up being a Texan. The old man that will never go away, Frank Gore, is available. Kenyon Drake, some fans wanted him at the trade deadline. Jordan Howard, a guy I really like from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Peyton Barber, super young running back from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And here's my bonus round. You got some guys like Devontae Freeman, who the Lions almost traded for at the deadline. It's a good chance, or not a good chance, but a solid chance he could be released by his team. David Johnson from the Arizona Cardinals could also be released. And I've heard Matt Burita, who is a restricted free agent, the San Francisco 49ers might not match the offer. So there are some names to chew on. Oh, and- wait, you didn't even mention, you didn't mention the, 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 the beast, the beast in Tennessee. What? Derek Henry. I just kind of ruled that out. 
He just wrote that. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, we still want to let everybody know he's out there. Derrick Henry is still a free. He's, I mean, he's okay. out there for now. He's out for there now. for now. I think he'll get signed really quickly. I don't think he'll be out there when it comes to free agency time. But yeah, technically, I mean, I mean it could get tricky. It could get tricky because they have to they have to make a decision between. I don't. I'm not sure they have enough cash flow to sign him and uh, Tannehill. Well, there you that go. Might be, okay. that, that, that might be tricky. He's not coming to Detroit, but if you guys want to name Derrick Henry's out there as well. Okay. Um, okay. So, <laughs> Pierre, who from that list is like really intriguing to you? Who's something that you like think is a perfect fit for Detroit? All right. Um, I'm gonna say one like from the free agent list and one from the potential list. All right. The one from the free agent list I like is Kenyon Drake. He was like bad with Miami, but then like he went to Arizona and he kind of like revitalized his like his play. His I don't know how to say it. He, he like played a lot better with Arizona. Um, he has the speed at the Lions. I mean, Ty Johnson is fast, but like this guy is like a better runner. He's been proven in this league. He could catch the ball out of the backfield. That's a better pass catcher. That's a plus. That's a plus as well. Um, he's a good runner. I think he'd compliment Carrion and Bowell. And then the other guy I like is Matt Breida. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't, I don't watch him a lot, but every time I watch the Niners, or like, I think I had him on my fancy team at one point. Every time I watch the Niners, or every time I hear Matt Breida, he, oh, he's always like has like a 60-yard run, a 50-yard run. He's fast. He's young. I think he does have a little fumbling issues, I believe you said that yes. to me. Yeah. yeah. So you might have a little fumbling issue, but man, like this is a guy who could like take it he, to the home run any play. He's really fast. He averaged uh five point one yards this season and yes. played in thirteen games. So yeah, he, so Matt Breida is interesting to me. Like last year was a rookie, right? Uh yeah, in two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen, yeah. So he was a rookie a couple of years ago. So yeah, Matt Breida is interesting. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, like I said, he's going to be a restricted free agent, so that one's going to be a little more tricky to sign. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've heard uh, some rumors that San Francisco might not match the offer and just release him and make him an unrestricted free agent, or they're just not going to match the offer at all. And, you know, he's basically essentially an unrestricted free agent. I mean, they, they have enough backs, so. Yeah. Yeah. They have Raheem Moster. They have Tevin Coleman, obviously, who they paid. And then me and Pierre were mentioning him. I kind of forgot he was even on the team, Jarek McKinnon. You know, he's still on that yeah. team technically. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, maybe they get him back in the rotation. They kind of do what they were doing before with the committee, with Moster, Coleman, and maybe Jarek McKinnon. I think they'll so. release him because he has, like, a big cap that he barely plays. They, they'll probably go cheap again. They'll draft it back in the third or fourth round or something. And, yeah. Or they'll they'll tender what's-his-face, Burrito. Yeah, so they have the option if they want to keep Burrito. But I've heard uh, – because, I mean, if you look at the playoffs, he was basically unexistent. I don't think he got a single carry in the Super Bowl. Green Bay, I don't remember seeing him at all. Maybe one carry. And then the Minnesota game, he was pretty invisible as well. So, um, uh, Well, in, in, in his defense, nobody really got a carry in the goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to freaking Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, but, like, when they played the Packers, that's all they did was run the ball, and we still did not see Matt Burrito. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, Malcolm, who do you like from that list that really intrigues you? I'm going to go with a guy that um, I think that he's proven and he's not going to command a lot of money. He's been to, he's been in the league for a while. Um, I'm going to go with Carlos Hyde. I think Carlos Hyde, I think he's a guy you could pick up and it will be like a minimal, a minimal risk with him because we know what he could do. 
And if for some reason, you know, he's not, he, he's able, he's a guy that you could bring on a one year deal. Yeah, that's what you last think, year. I don't, yeah, I don't think he's a guy that will demand a multiple year deal. If you take, if you give him a one year deal, you might show, you know, he'll he'll take it. And I think it's a deal like if we draft a guy, and maybe that guy is like able to be in a rotation. You could, you know, you could kind of move away from Carlos Hyde. That's like something like teams like normally do if they don't. Like if they found a guy that's probably producing more, they'll probably like release Carlos Hyde and he'll probably go somewhere else and still perform. But I'm really I'm really worried about you know maybe having that guy because like you said like if if we're gonna roll with carry on and 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 Bo I would like a committee you know maybe having like a a three headed monster back there you know maybe running with carry on Bo and a, another guy. But there there there's still you know Ty Johnson on the roster. What if Ty Johnson takes a big leap? And then we don't we don't we don't need Carlos Hyde no more. You know we could we could cut him. You know, um, so yeah, I think Carlos Carlos Hyde is a safe option. Um, besides him, I'm gonna name a guy that's on your list. I'm gonna name a guy who I think that we should we should bring in, uh, or, or I would say bring back. And I'm gonna say J.D. Bakistic. Okay. And um, I, I'm gonna say we I, I'm gonna say we need to bring him back because he's. That pass catching option that we need in the backfield, you know, you can move you can move JD all around the field, kind of like how we used him last year. So I think he's an option, very cheap option too. We bring him back as well. So those are my two guys. Yeah, he's restricted. Yeah. Okay. Um, the guy I'm all in for, and I'm with you, Malcolm. I want a three like three head monster committee, kind of like what San Fran did. And I think. A perfect guy to go in that rotation is is Jordan Howard. I don't think Jordan Howard is one of those guys that needs to be, you know, getting a bunch of carries in a season. So he played in 10 games last year, started in four. He got 119 rushes. So if you put him in the committee, that's something that they'll be close to that number, maybe a little more. I'm going to read off San Francisco's committee because that's the committee that I really like and love. And I want to kind of mimic. I want to copy what they're doing with the backfield. So Tevin Coleman played in 14 games, got 137 ru- uh, 37 rush rushes, averaged four four point yards. Raheem Mostert got 137 rushes as well, which is ironic. Played in all 16 games. Matt Burita played in 13 games and got 123 rushes and averaged 5.1. So I ca- I kind of want something like that. Carry on Johnson maybe gets around that one. 30, 125. I think that's a good rate where he could stay healthy as well, where you're not putting as much pressure on him, not carrying right. the ball as much in one game. Bo Scarborough, maybe around that same range, get him around that 130, high 120s. And then the same thing with Jordan Howard. You can just kind of get him all in that same rotation. I just listed off those Niner numbers right there. They're all very similar. They're not that far from each other. I like Moster and Tevin Coleman had the same identical numbers. If one goes down, you still have insurance. You can keep a guy like Ty Johnson, or you can keep a guy like J.D. McKissick, um, you know, as a healthy scratch. And if anything happens to one of your three-headed monsters, you plug and play one of those guys. You plug and play Ty Johnson, and then you could give him some of the workload. But I really like the option of Jordan Howard, on Johnson, and Bo Scarborough. I really like those three. I think if you got them all on the same team together, you don't force him to carry the ball too many times in one game. I think they could stay healthy too, and it's it's going to benefit all three of them. And you're going to have an effective run game like San Francisco. San Francisco's run game is what got him to the Super Bowl, right or wrong, you know. Um, also, what got him away from the Super Bowl as well. And their defense too. Their defense. Well, their defense, obviously, yeah, because they have an 
uh, unbelievable front four, but their <laughs> offense. But like what I'm saying, you're adding Matthew Stafford. He's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, and then you have that similar run game. You have arguably better a receiving core than San Francisco as well. You could have a better all-around offense in San Francisco with just with your quarterback, and you can get a solid run game out of it. I think Carrion and Bo Scarborough has proved enough in limited action that they just need one more guy, and this can be a really effective run game. I know it was a very small sample size, but the two games we saw out of them, it was versus the Broncos and the Packers, it was effective. I mean, even with David Blau as the quarterback, they were still pretty, you know, they got some effective yards. They were not amazing, but they were good. I mean, could you just imagine plugging in Matthew Stafford, having Marvin Jones healthy? And I hate to make the whole injury excuse, but it really does help. I think the Lions are just missing one running back. So Jordan Howard's a guy that is very intriguing. Um, from this list... I want to say one more name. Yeah, go People for it. People might not like this. Um, if Melvin Gordon is willing to take a one-year prove a deal, like a one-year five mil, one-year six mil, I might be down with it. I'm not gonna lie. Do you think Melvin Gordon would need to be the work bell though? I feel like he needs to be like the prom- Like he needs to be the back. He is the back. The problem though with Gordon, this this would you'll have in Detroit. You'll have both Scarborough, Carry On Johnson, and Melvin Gordon. They're all similar. All have dealt with injuries. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a scary part, but if Gordon is willing to take like a one year prove deal, like prove people wrong or whatever, I'm willing for that. I think he, he'd be willing to split carries if it makes him better, if he stays healthy, if he wins, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess team saw it in San Francisco, maybe, you know, running backs are more willing to do it. They're like, you know, less load on me, maybe take a little less money, but you know, we'll be effective run game. Yeah. He's not going to get the money he's looking for. I know he's looking for a big contract. Yeah. There's no way he's gonna get the money he's looking for. Not even close. Yeah, I think he might have to like settle for a one or two he year deal. To, and he then... might have to settle. Yeah, he might have to settle because he held out. Well, he held out last year, trying to get a deal, and yeah, he, he didn't perform time. at all last year. Like no, last he year, was a well, huge towards the end, towards, towards the end, he was really effective. He was. Yeah, did he yeah, even get he 100 did. yards? I'm not in a game. Sure, yeah, I remember he was, like, he was playing he was very good. Like once they benched kind of Austin Eckler towards the end of the season, Melvin Gordon started to turn up. Oh wow! See, I didn't even realize that. Like I, when I was looking at Melvin Gordon, like you were looking at him right after the holdout. He was I, he was rusty I, as hell. He was he was terrible. He was terrible. Speaking I mean, he of, had, look uh, at his stats. He only had two good games. He had a hundred yard game versus okay versus um the Raiders, and he had an eighty yard game versus Green Bay. And following that game. Following that game, he got eight carries, thirty-one yards. Sixteen carries, thirty-two yards. Eight carries, eighteen yards. Twelve carries, thirty-one yards. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's going to land him a contract. Yeah, they but we also got to remember that. Um, remember their O line was really bad towards the end of the year. They they were hurt, and then Philip Rivers was playing like shit. So they knew that like, they were going to run the ball too. That I think it's that matters. Yeah. Also, uh, Eckler is a restricted free agent. I just saw that, but I think he's going to resign with LA. He's going to resign with them for sure. Who was that? Uh, Trent Scott, that's his name. Oh, my God. He was like their left tackle in L.A. Oh, my. What about Michael Schofield? Michael Schofield. Who, the guy from Prison Break? <laughs> no, but remember the guard? The guard I, 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 but, but let me ask you guys a question. I mean, because I know you brought up um, Jordan Howard, and now you're bringing up Melvin Gordon. Like, what what happens if we bring these guys in, and um, we draft a rookie, and that rookie is just better than them? Well, I think this this saves you a draft pick. I think you could save yourself a draft pick by getting one of these guys. Uh, 
You have many needs right now. I, I mean, I don't know I'm if I'm really concerned about a running back right now. I think you have two guys that are really good players. I think you just need another guy. I don't think you need a, a true work bell. I don't think you need a Josh Jacobs. I don't think you need a J.K. Dobbins. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be a work bell. He's going to be the number one back. I think we just need another guy to go along with Carrion Johnson, Bo Scarborough. I wouldn't totally give up on Carrion Johnson. I know he's not been able to stay healthy. Just give him another running back. I think it could be effective. I think he could stay healthy too. I don't know if I want to waste a, a top three draft pick, like round-wise, on a running back. I think we could save ourselves a draft pick from free agency. Where the other positions where we're going to get into, obviously, I don't think we could save ourselves as much. I think this is the one position we, where we could save a draft pick. I think it's the running back position. You think so? I think we. I think we kind of have to draft a running back somewhere in this draft. Hey, you could slay. I don't mind. Yeah, you could find like an AJ Dillon out of Boston College, a Josh Kelly on day three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Josh I mean, Kelly could sneak into the third round because he had a good Senior Bowl. But those guys are like fourth, fifth, sixth round guys. Yeah. It's fine. That's what I'm saying. But like, I think to get like effective players that are going to actually give you like meaningful snaps. I think you could figure this out in free agency. I think this is a, a position where they could finally figure it out. They failed the last two years by picking up CJ and then LeGarrette Blunt. They obviously failed with those. I think I, there's some intriguing names out there that I think they could fill in the position and it could be effective. I think free agency is the route for the running back just to save a draft pick from it. Yeah, and like running back is also getting um like not devalued, but like it's not um it's not like how do I say it? It's not as like important anymore. Like, like you see Kyle Shanahan, he found Monster. Um, like he was an undrafted kid. He didn't undraft him, but like they signed him. They like signed Coleman. Teams, I think. Yeah, isn't Coleman like a four mil a year or something like that, or two mil a year? It's five. five. Mil a year. I think That's it was not two bad. Years, I think two years ten. And then they had Burita. So you could find like you don't need to pay a running back like ten mil. And there was an interesting stat. I think I sent it to you guys the other day. So it was talking about running backs who've won this, who've won in the Super Bowl. Um, okay, so here it is. So like f- this year it was Damian Williams, like the starter. He was making one point oh five. Last year, Sonny Michelle, his base was four eighty. The year before was Blunt, he was making nine hundred. The year before that was Blunt, he was making six seven sixty. I go on and on. The most ex- like highest paid um, leading rusher in a Super Bowl was Percy Harvin in 2013-2014. He was making two point five million a year. Percy Harvin was, was he a receiver? Yeah, but they yeah. also like. He, but the second most was Ray Rice in 2012, 2013. He was making two million a year. So like, I'm looking at all these like Super Bowl winners the past decade. None of them were making more than two point five. Because like, all the elite running rushers, back, all the elite running backs are on bad teams. Yeah, so I mean, you could find like you don't need a stud running back to win. You just need a guy who could take care of the ball, run hard. And you could win. But what if? <laughs> what if? What if? What if we had that, you know? He makes that with an elite quarterback. The thing is, all, all those running backs, they don't have an elite quarterback. But yeah, like, I you mean, look at, you look, you look at Matt Bar- like, look at uh, Saquon Barkley. Who's his, who's his quarterback? I, it's hard. Once it's still young. You look at uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Who's his quarterback? I mean, all look, the, like, all the good at, running backs? Yeah, but look at look at Garoppolo. Okay, I'm sorry. We're going back to quarterbacks. But look at Garoppolo. He just did it with three, like, not one premium back. He went. To, I know he didn't win, but he went to the Super Bowl, and he's not elite. I know. He's good. I'm not, he's I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not saying good. that. I'm, what I'm saying is that we're discrediting the, the top running backs and saying they can't win. You know, top running backs can't. You don't need a top running back. And it's true. You don't need a top. You just need a running game. But I'm yeah, saying, like, if you, had, if you had a, a guy 
who could rush 14, 13, 1400 yards on his own. And he makes that with it's Stafford. Nice. And he makes that with Stafford. I think, I definitely think he could win. But you could do that with a committee. You have you, two you guys. Definitely that, yeah. You definitely can. You definitely can if you have the right guys. That's what I'm saying. I think you have two guys already. You just need to add one more. Like, I think Bo Scarborough and on Johnson are good pieces to that. Like, I like not one of them is a work bell, but you could add them and, like, still make them useful instead of, like, trying to find a work bell. I feel like you just need a, another solid back to go with them. Yeah. I mean, but then, like, those guys are so fragile that one of them gets hurt. Well, that's you're in why a you situation have three. Like, uh, you know, well, if two of them get hurt, which is possible. Well, I mean, like, then, you know, we're talking about the NFL, like, yeah, running backs I mean, get hurt, players get hurt. Get hurt. Just, and then, and then, let's just say you need four backs. You still have Ty Johnson who could step in when one of those guys are hurt. If, I mean, worst case scenario, you promote someone from the practice squad for a game. I mean, it, it happens. It happens all the time in the NFL. I mentioned, I mean, Tevin Coleman, he played 14 games. Burrito played 13. I mean, they all didn't, they didn't all play 16 games. It wasn't just like they had a lucky non-injury year. They dealt with injuries in that backfield. Right. I mean, you're going you're gonna to deal with injuries. It doesn't matter at what position, and especially at the running back position. I mean, Scarborough, carry on. They might deal with injuries, but then you have Jordan Howard who step step in for a game or two. And, like, that's why, like, I, if you could have a committee of three, it could be really effective, and especially if you have they all can. three at the same time. And they then can. you look at the top paid running backs. What the hell is Gurley doing? He's, like, dealing with something, something with his knee. I don't even know. David Johnson. Zeke. Zeke, Zeke did not have the like the year to a standard. Zeke's a little different. He's good, but David Johnson, like he's about no, to man, Zeke is like okay. I don't want to. Zeke is fat. He's out of shape, man. Like he was supposed to in shape and working out. He was fat, bro. Like you know, once yeah. you get paid, like I don't know how to say. It, it seems like guys fall off. And then Devontae Freeman was one of the highest, but yeah. he's getting cut. He's supposed to he's get cut. Um, Le'Veon Bell last year it was just a mess. I don't even know what happened with him. By himself in the Jets. Yeah, um, you see, anytime you pay at running back, like, if I'm the Titans, do you pay Derrick Henry, or do you draft, like, a Swift, or, like, a J.K. Dobbins? You know I what I mean? To keep, I think you have to keep Henry around, because he brought you to the AFC Championship game, let yeah, alone by himself. You, but that, that running game did, too. That O-line, that O-line is good. Like, they move people. That it O-line is. literally moves people. Roger Saffold, he had a bad, like, first couple weeks with them. Yeah. After like those weeks, he learned the offense. Dude was a baller. He he was a muller. He moved everyone. Yeah, but Derrick Henry's like actually literally one of the hardest guys to tackle in the NFL. I you agree know, with you know, that. A lot of guys don't want to tackle him. Yeah. No, I don't think anyone wants to tackle it. That dude is huge. Yeah, dude's so I, I, huge. that's that's a little different in my opinion. Like Freeman's speedy. David Johnson. I mean, I don't know. I don't David know. Johnson's it, he's not. I don't look at. I don't even put David Johnson in that category. But like, you also look at like all the wear and tear Henry has had. He was he was a lead back at Bama. Yeah. Bama ran him hard. Even Tennessee, high school. <laughs> the past couple, yeah, high school, he had a ton of carries. Yeah. Tennessee, they they ran him hard this year, last year. Like, how much does he have left? That's the I mean, question. He's, you he's, ask. he's still he's still young. He's, he's not young, old. but he's had a lot of wear and tear, though. Like, but that guy's in tip top shape. I mean, if anybody could do it, it's him. That dude is yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like questioning. I'm just saying, like, does Tennessee want to do that? Like, we, we don't. I, I don't know. That's yeah, like, I mean, pay him the money. I mean, he's still he's still under thirty. You know, running backs they don't fade off until they're about thirty. So, pay yeah. him until he's about thirty. We've seen Bama running backs just not paying out in the NFL because how much Nick Saban uses him. I mean, look now. It's, it's taken till now for Bo Scarborough to pan out. Bo Scarborough is supposed to be, like, a very good prospect. I know he fell so far, but, like, he was a beast in college. Yeah, it's just because how much they, how much they use him. Yeah. yeah. Even but, though Trent Richardson, that dude was sweet. Trent Richardson, yeah. I think, he, 
I think he was going to be seen that I was wrong about him. But man, maybe those Bama ran to the ground. It's Nick Saban, man. He loves his running back. He'll run. Ingram has he ran. He he messed himself up, man. I think I think he did it to himself. Yeah, Ingram took yeah, I think, I think he I think he got he hanged out with the wrong crowd. That's what got him released from because he was he wasn't doing bad at, you know, in Cleveland. Oh, we're talking about Trent right now. Yeah, we're talking about Trent. He wasn't doing bad in Cleveland. I think um he was hanging out with the wrong crowd and that got him thrown out. Yeah, very possible. Yeah. We didn't really mention this guy. I mentioned him like as I was saying the list, but what would you guys think of Payne Barber? He's only twenty five years old. He was in Tampa. No, no, I don't like him. I mean, if it's a one year prove a deal, I don't I Dude, I'm not no, a big fan no. of this game, but like if it's a one-year deal and he's hungry to prove people wrong, sure. He gotta show me flashes, bro. He hasn't showed anything. I think yeah, he I averages like two point five yards per carry for his career, at something like that. It's something really bad. Like, I, Fair I don't enough. know. Yeah. Um, you gotta show say, me some. I'm gonna say two more names, some veterans. Uh, the Lions had interested back in 2018 Frank Gore, but they chose Legarrette Blunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he just wondered, man. If this, this was like five years ago, like, well, obviously, <laughs> this five years ago, this would be a no-brainer. Like Gore doesn't look like he's aged, but man, we say that every time. Like Legarrette Blunt came here, he died. Like I, not I, like I, his I career. See, died. I kind of see that. See, he died. Frank Gore yeah. is what? Like Frank Gore is going to come here. 30, he'll he'll, he'll probably die. He's, he'll be thirty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like I, Gore, bro, but like I can see that. Yeah, and no, then no. same thing with Shady McCoy. He's already shown decline no, already. I, I don't want Shady. The guy no. has fun. They got the I don't way like the way the you, I don't like the way he runs the ball. Yeah, like Matt Patricia <laughs> would lose his mind. Yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt Patricia would lose his mind. Yeah, oh, the way one, he comes here. One more. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Lamar Miller coming off the torn ACL. That's interesting. Yeah. One, one year prove a deal, like one year, one and a half, one year, two mil. I, I'd, I'd be willing to gamble on that. Just yeah, one year, like two a Carlos Hyde deal. Yeah, I think Hyde. Could, could make more because he had a thousand yards and you right I think he averaged more than four yards a carry. So Hyde could probably get maybe like a two or three year deal. I, I don't know because he's also had some issues like injury issues too. Yeah, Hyde got a one year two point eight million dollar contract last year from Kansas. Yeah, he's City. probably going to do a raise this year because he had a really good year with the Texans. Well, Honestly, I think he'll stay in Houston. Yeah, I mean he was he, might. he was good for that. All right, that is a wrap to episode 79 of the Pride Podcast. I hope you guys joined our analysis on the running backs, some Matthew Stafford talk. Kind of went a little bit all over the place, but, you know, it it made sense with the conversation. So I hope you guys kind of enjoyed our talk. I had fun with it. And, yeah, I'm your host, Tyler, and I'm signing out. Peace out, Lions fans. All right, guys, I'm out. Uh, Before I let you go, though, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, preferably a five-star. Leave us a nice review. We appreciate all the support. I'm out. Peace. We got some things coming up, too, boys. We got some things coming up. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some surprises. Some surprises. All right, everybody. Um, This is your boy, Malcolm. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Again, leave the voicemails. You know, we're coming back with the voicemail soon. Leave us a voicemail. That number is 313-355-3116.